I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Hallie Levant welcoming you to Inside Twin Hills, where we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community so you can be blessed by them. I just want to bless you real quickly today, my friends, because uh, Steve was talking this weekend in the services about a verse from Deuteronomy. And, you know, I have to say, as soon as he started pulling out Old Testament stuff, I said, well, what is this going to be? I usually get so emotionally moved by the New Testament stuff. Well, he brought out this Deuteronomy verse. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And you know what he said? I thought it was so cool. He was talking about Shama. I think I can't remember how you say it. That's the Hebrew word for here. And it's the word that he used when he was, that's in that verse, hear, O Israel. He's using the word here. And he said that um, what that verse is saying is that we should be listening to God and not just always talking to him. Isn't that so cool? A lot of times we're like, hey, God, I need this. Can you do that? You got to get over here. And -and so-and-so's got cancer and my kid hates me and I just need you to do this and do that. And you know what? Maybe he's not always existing for us to tell him what to do, but maybe we need to just sit and listen. And you know what? It made me think of this Mother Teresa story I love so well that somebody, some journalist or something was talking to Mother Teresa and they said, Mother Teresa, you're such a wonderful person of God. I would love to know what is it that you say when you pray? What do you talk to God about? And she giggled a little bit and she said, well, I don't say anything to God. God, I listen. And they said, oh my goodness, what? And the journalist said, well, when you listen to God, what does God say? And she kind of giggled again. And she said, he doesn't say anything. He listens. And I thought, well, it might sound like really quiet, but we should all just shut up once in a while and just listen and see what happens. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, it wasn't Mary and Joanne. It was Mary and Joseph. Please welcome my co-host, Gray Haas. Oh, hey, Hallie. So good to see you. 
Hey, you look great. Oh, thank you so much. It yeah. looks like you got tan or something. Were you out in the snow and getting a reflection off the snow? Uh, no, actually, I went to over to um, uh, Sun City, which is the new. Uh, it's the new tanning beds, and uh, apparently they do, they're doing it now where it's not with uh, radiation. Oh, it's a more natural style light that doesn't. Uh, it's it's not as much of a cancer risk, and uh, so I got a nice, ba- uh, just a nice base tan. At this time of the winter, I just don't want to look so pale. You know what? And they say when you get in those lights in the tanning beds that it gives you um, a shot of vitamin D and it makes you happier. That's right. I walked out. I was just all smiles, but I'm, I'm usually all smiles, but that day I really was. Wow. I mean, you look really, it makes you look refreshed and happy. Oh, thank you. Oh, I love that Mother Teresa story. That's really great. Isn't that so cool? I think that she'd be saying like, hey, it's really hot or I'm hungry or something. But Yeah. Or like, this is a lot of leprosy, but no, she was right. just quiet. You know, I had a great week this week. Um, and uh, had a great week with my kids. Just a you know, um, a pretty typical climax weekend, and uh, really great attendance, which is all, all, always awesome to see. But something cool happened to me. I was in uh, a Starbucks, and I was uh, I was there meeting with a few of my kids. We were just doing a, a devotional and a Bible study. And as I was leaving, I saw a newspaper. Now, I don't read newspapers. I don't really like them. But it was uh, the Washington Post, which I also would never read. But uh, something really popped out to me. And uh, I saw these two young guys, and and the headline was, an Instagram-worthy Bible aimed at millennials. Okay. So so I, I, I didn't buy the paper, but I did sit in the cafe and read it. And basically what it is, it's these two young, awesome guys, Brian Yi Chung and Brian Chung. Brian Brian Brian. Chung and Brian Chung basically seems like sort of the same name, but they, uh, what these guys did is they thought, Hey, you know, the Bible's a lot of words. It's pretty long and it can be pretty boring if you don't know, if you don't really have the patience for it. And they thought, Hey, how do we get young people to read the Bible? So what they did is they divided it up one book at a time. Okay. And they started talking to people like Warby Parker. They they oh, t- talked cool. to a, a magazine called Kinfolk. Oh, that's cool. And then they took a bunch of really cool pictures. Ooh. And they made the design really nice. Ooh. Like, sort of like coffee table book. Okay. And they divided up one book at a time, just says like Romans, and there'll be like a rippling pond or, uh, you know, it, it'll say like Genesis and, it, and it'll be like, uh, you know, uh, some lava coming out of a vol- volcano. And, um, and... They, they said that it's just going to really change how people buy and consume the Bible. Now, I think each one is about $55. Oh, cool. And so if you think about it, I'm like, hey, the 66 books in the Bible. That's right. That's, that's What's pretty 66 expensive. What's 66 times 55? 66 times 55 is like 820, I think. Oh, my gosh. So, you can get a Bible for almost $1,000. That's right. so cool. So I, I think these guys are going to do very well. Yeah. It's a cool way to get people, uh, you know, hey, um, don't just always be on Instagram. You can yeah. actually be reading the Bible, and it, it's basically the same experience. I think that's so cool. They're updating it. I wonder if they're taking the verses and chapters and all that out. I well, don't I know. guess you could keep chapters, but verses, you know, things don't really have verses now. I was kind of curious, like, what they're going to do with, like, Song of Solomon. And I, I did see some uh, uh, some of the pictures, and it kind of, like, like one looked like um, kind of, like, hashtag van life with some, like, really attractive woman in a bikini and everything. But oh, wow. I'm like, hey, Song of Solomon, it's, it's pretty steamy. So kind of looked like a... 
you know, kind of a sexy beach scene for Song wow. Simon. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. Right. I actually wonder if they're taking out the columns because the reason the Bible is on those super thin pages and that it has, you know, two columns in one page was just because that was the way the printing press was. But we don't have to have it like that anymore. Right. Actually, yeah, no columns. And I think they're going to all make it look like a comment section on an Instagram story. So it just looks like every verse is a comment. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's great. How was your week? You know, I had a great week because I did a devotional that made me feel so much better. Because as you know, I'm not proud of my body. I mostly try to hide it. I keep the lights out when I'm with Lance. And I wear big, you know, more baggy, billowy clothes and all that. You know what? I, I came across this. I loved it so much. When You know, remember when King Saul sinned before God and God got mad at him. And so God told Samuel to go to the tribe of Benjamin and get somebody new. And so Samuel goes over there and he goes to Jesse. And Jesse had eight sons, seven of whom were shown to Samuel. And then Samuel thought that surely the Lord was going to pick one of them because the Bible said they were strong and fine in appearance. Right. <laughs> they were fine. <laughs> they were fine. Yeah, one they of were my fine. favorite verses. But the Lord told Samuel that, you know what? He doesn't consider a person's outward appearance and instead he looks at their heart. And so he picked the little guy, David. And that's so cool. Right. And that's such a good reminder, even, you know, as for, for as much as I love to exercise, I'm always like, hey, uh, uh, I want to look good, but I want to keep a David mentality, right? David mentality. And I think actually, you know, once David started fighting uh, Goliath and everything, he probably was looking pretty good, probably pretty strong. Yeah. And, but you know what? I think it's good when you work out as much as you do, because you know what? You feel good. That's right. You I know? feel great. King Xerxes picked Esther after she had a solid year of beauty treatments. We picked a real beauty of a guest this week. Please welcome my friend and yours, Jody Land, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hey, Jody. Um, this is exciting. I, I, this, is, this is a little foreign for me to be on the microphone. Uh-huh. Ah. Oh, so Jody is, uh, this, this is kind of interesting because Jody is, uh, okay, here's, here's the little joke that I was thinking. Jody is a pastor in Twin Hills Church. Well, that's not wrong. But not at Twin Hills Church. Not, now, yeah, it sounds like a riddle, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah, now so, uh, send us emails. And, like, <laughs> how could you, you be you a pastor in Twin Hills Church, and like, and, well, but not at Twin Hills? And you're Hills like, Hills. I go to Twin Hills. I've never seen Jody. Why have I never seen Jody if he's a pastor in Twin Hills? Oh, that's right. I mean, right. Jody goes to, I go to Twin Hills. That's right. <laughs> I, go, goes to, I go there. <laughs> that's right. This is a fun riddle. Uh-huh. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it, the fun part The fun part of it is, uh, well, I, I am a pastor of a church, and my church church was uh was actually uh destroyed mm-hmm. by a tornado so i guess oh. it's not that fun when we do that uh, no bit of it, but there's but. fun to it um we're we're finally coming out of the rubble a bit uh metaphorically and um i mean the church is it's rubble you were but, right in the path weren't you just it came straight over i heard that it threw cars 200 feet yeah our parking lot uh, and you know we were really we were the path that was it it right. didn't no other real damage done it was Almost like a like a message, wow. uh, but I don't. That can't. Really. Had you had any scandal in the congregation or anything like that? We're pretty scandalous. We're 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 a minimalist congregation. We don't have a lot of gossip. We don't have a lot of people. Oh, you said scandal less. Scandal less. Oh, right. Not scandalous. That's funny. No, that's we're also, not scandalous. That's also a fun play on words. Yeah, I like words. Um, so, how many people in your congregation? Well, uh, we've got twenty nine tithers. 
Okay. Uh, so uh, okay. that's on the books. But, you know, on, on a given Sunday, sometimes we'll have a visitor or two. So that means sometimes we'll have uh, about 24 people in the pews. You don't get everybody there every time. So say we got 29 on the books, maybe 19 come to service, and then you get a couple of guests coming. And we're over 20 per Sunday. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. So just to, just to put a finer point on it, um, uh, 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 Jody is a pastor of a church just down down the way now what's down the name the way. We, we well we are we still are <laughs> we still are we're okay. not on flower street anymore but we are flower street congregational okay and Aww. uh you know we got we got hit hard and we put the feelers out to, we need space a mm-hmm. church is not the space it's the people that's right, that's right. but the people got to meet somewhere and so we did a few weeks at uh, at a starbucks and uh, we did some oh, it's the one was uh, the one at the Barnes and noble we did do that. Okay, yeah, that's where I Which actually, is nice. There's a lot of distractions. Right. A lot of yeah. distractions. Very busy there. In a Starbucks period, in any right. public place. Mm-hmm. So we put the feelers out, and uh, we were lucky enough to find you all, and, uh, you know, uh, the connections were made, and we now rent some space from you all. Uh, oh, that's great. And I, and I hope they gave you a deal Yeah, on where the they got you. Yeah. Look, I, I'll, I'll be totally honest, and maybe I shouldn't say, but right now we're in there for free. Oh, and, I'm uh, so glad to hear that. That is nice. I, I do help out with parking sometimes. I help manage the parking when you, you know, I'll, I'll pitch in oh. and help out on any kind of thing that Steve needs me to do or any one of your... Or Lisha. You like, yeah. Have you met Lisha? She's a I, no, no. I am having a hard time learning all the things. There's <laughs> more people... I couldn't find this room. This place is just, uh, I mean, it's quite a quite a fortress. You've well, where'd they put Flower Street Congregational? Where are you at in, in the building on campus? I, I, we're, we're room uh, we're room 317B. They give us a number to the room. Oh. Uh, now, uh, is that down toward... No, there's a lot of chairs okay. against the wall. Oh, that's the chair room. Oh, it's the chair room. Uh, chair sure. Room. They oh, put okay. you in the chair room? Well, sure, yes. Where the spare chairs go? Well, we, we, we're able to clear some space. There's not a lot of us. We, we push the chairs to the wall and we... We take the ones we need. Well, do you need lights and blackouts? And do you need like a fog machine oh, or like projection? Lights are great for seeing. <laughs> just So you just need a, a light switch on off. Light switch on and off. Oh, wow. And, uh, That's and, amazing. You know, I, I'm able to, my voice gets out over the crowd. I've, I've, I got, I've oh, got yeah. pipes, as they say. And we, um, we so far, we've been singing acapella. But oh, uh, cool. apparently there's an upright piano in the building we're going to be able to use. <gasps> right, there's a few, actually. Yeah. down there. You well, have one in your office, Greg. Yeah, I have one in my office. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we put in some, we filed some paperwork. We turned in some. I think some, my office is a bit bigger than the chair room. Actually, you're, you're welcome to use my office. Well, oh. it took us, took us long enough to figure out how to get to the chair room. And, and your office has windows. Right. And in that chair room, you don't have any windows or anything. No, that's true. Like you forget the time. It's like, uh, it's like a casino in there. Uh, no, I've never been in a casino before. So, you don't have you're not on mic or anything you're not you're just projecting from your own diaphragm sure it's very conversational sometimes we have service we just sit in a circle and uh and i i'm i'm the shepherd of the flock i guess as a pastor's job um but sometimes you know, people just uh say what's on their mind you well, got a lot a lot of time for you can kind of hear from everybody on a sunday i'm sure that's how it works here too now I guess now what is a conversationalist denomination well, we are lowercase c conversationalist. We are not. Oh, oh. Of the, we're I'm actually. Sorry, I thought that was the name of the congregation. No, there. But but to be to be fair, oh. within the Congregational Baptist Midwest College denomination we are part of, there is a conversationalist strain. Okay. Now we are we are not strictly anti-conversationalist, so we just don't even have it. But there. We are a microcosm of the denominational family tree. We are right. like, it's like a fractal. If you think about uh, the, the big branches of, sure. uh, of, 
you know, we don't have to get into denominational right. history here, right, but I we mean. are, there are so many creepy crawly fingers of church family denominations in our specific American independently uh, organized congregational Baptist framework. Right. See, wow. I just, um, and, and this isn't uh, meant to sound like a criticism, but you know. I can take criticism. Oh, well, I mean, one of the, and, and, and maybe this is, an, this is a, a cool thing to talk about because yeah. sometimes when I think about denominations, I'm going, hey, I think about, I think about money. Um, uh, but then I'm also like, Hey, why do we have to have these different names for everything? You know, some people say I'm a Methodist, I'm right, Baptist right. or I'm Presbyterian. I'm yeah. like, Hey, at Twin Hills, we're Christian. Yeah. I didn't see any of those denominations in the Bible. You know, right. no, you're right. You're right, right about that. I, 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 frankly, I didn't see Christian in the Bible either though. If you, oh, that's not, true because the they name. didn't, that's there right. There weren't any real names in there. That's true. They don't even say Trinity in the Bible. No, there's no there's Trinity. A lot, there's right. no Christian. A lot that's in, that's in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. That's and, right. Uh, that's and I'm with you a hundred percent. I mean, we wouldn't be where we are right now if we didn't have neighbors and family members like you. We're all of the same world, but you know, I, 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 I uh, my, my kids in school and there's other families at the school. I right. don't say we're all in the same family at school. So we know, we know the Hendersons are over there Aww. and the Maxwell's are over there. So there's, you know, the Pentecostals on uh, coming down the road and then there's a couple of Episcopalians. Right. So you, t- you're doing life together. Yeah, we, we twenty nine people who know each other, remember each, each other's other well. names. I mean, we were bigger in the past, and you know, as 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 I would say, it, there there's forces siphoning people out of church. You maybe it's not something. I, I guess it's not something you guys face, but generally speaking, I no, think I mean, fewer and fewer people are going to church on us. Really, Sunday. I've not heard that. I think we're That's growing at about I don't know at last year eighteen to twenty five percent a year. Yeah, that that makes me dizzy to think about. Really, I don't even know what we would do. I'd I'd love I'd love to get a few more. I'd love to get a few more butts in the seats. <laughs> can I say that you can? You can. It's do a, true. I've heard that. that from you know Dobson and all that. They talk mm-hmm. about how the the younger generation are they're you know they're exposed to more things. They they're exposed to other world religions online and yeah. all that stuff, and but, they're not as frightened of other things as they should be. You know, and threatened yeah. and everything. They know people who look different than them. They know people who worship different than them, and then they're okay with it. And then you know it's a slippery slope it could it can be you know in fact there sometimes the distractions are closer than you think we you know we uh we had a thriving youth prop uh problem gosh (laughs) well when you have a teen it feels like a problem (laughs) we had a thriving youth program at flower street and then uh the tornado came and uh you know shook things up and it's hard to get everyone reorganized and then we brought we brought a pretty good program to you guys and we've already had a couple of kids uh i hey no, no tension we've had a couple of kids uh peek in at you guys oh, they want to oh, go to right. climax yeah they see the posters they and they see hear the other strobe kids. lights and it's, it's very distracting yeah, yeah. as soon as you know we've had a lot of defectors as i i like to call them and that's okay because um it, you know what it eventually happens is you, you've got your friends coming from other churches right they bring those youth groups and we just you know it's i'm, I'm like saying hey we're like one big youth group maybe your old youth group goes away that's okay as long as you're, you're part of a youth group and it's us yeah yeah and i think if i put it in my it's like um you have kids in your family and right. they just go to another family. So right. no, no harm. I I have a teen. Do you have kids? Are you married? I do. I do. I am married. My wife's name is Dallas. Oh, isn't that neat? Wow. Oh. Is she from Texas? She's not. It's a family name. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, we met, uh, we met in college 
And um, oh, that's nice. it's bad, you know, it's an old story in the book. And we have so two neat. kids. We have a oh. son and a daughter. Our, oh, yeah. isn't that perfect? Mm-hmm. And that's so neat. That's so cool. Well, I have a, see, my son right now, he was uh, telling me, uh, mom, we we had a big long talk about his report card because I was mm. displeased with something I saw in there. Well, you got to bring it up. You got to bring it And so, and anyway, he said something about, you know, well, mom, you're not going to understand because you come from a, he was saying basically that like, Everything that we at Twin Hills and I don't know, Christendom in general are saying is that, you know, heaven and hell, it's the ultimate report card, right? We're wow, just, you yeah. know, pass fail. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, so you're not going to understand that it, this, I'm learning how to be a human being and I would like a, a belief system that helps me l- know how to be a human and have a good life and, you know, not cause harm and everything. And I'm like, not cause harm. Well, I guess he wants to be a doctor. <laughs> well, let's fingers crossed. Noble trade. <laughs> right. Now, what about the congregationalists? Am I saying that right? Congregation, yeah, oh, oh, congregationalist, the congregation, right? Congregationalist. Now, what is it about the that what you all believe that really made you want to split off so far into the what? Now you, here, here's uh, the thing about uh, so uh, you know it, part part of the fun of our denominational name is that uh, it, it's a it tells you who we are exactly okay, every right. piece of it. So congregationalist is obviously we've got a congregation and polity wise what that means uh, organizationally speaking we our congregation is an independent uh unit we can make decisions for ourselves there's no bishop over us there's no uh, council of elders that says this is what you got to do okay. that said we are part of the midwest college which is an informal gathering political body that does give us rules on what to follow so it's a bit it is a bit of a a a a, a brain buster there i followed very little of that yeah so we we can make decisions we can decide uh what time our we oh, want to meet we can we can I make decisions it. about uh what we're going to do what you can speak about and preach I, about I, I, there's no nobody saying this week we talk about uh oh, cool. you know no lessons coming down the coming down the road but that said uh the, the mid midwest american college is a group of um I, i'm a delegate to the to the college myself not not a educational well we like to anyway the oh it's very hard to define right uh. and you had said something about what uh, before we started talking like that you believed in triple predestination like what oh. is that well like we were saying before there's certain things that aren't in the bible per se sure. but but you can through some careful exegesis uh, figure out that the and so the founders of, of the midwestern college this is what separates us from the 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 eastern midwestern and the western midwestern colleges of of the congregational baptist denomination is that we we have a calvinist strain okay. so oh. there is a, a predestinarian outlook but okay. we we believe in a triple predestination oh, okay. that that uh that in the in a holier timeline in a whatever in God's great providence, okay. there are those who are destined for for salvation. There are those who are not. Yeah. Correct, John Calvin. And, uh, that's John Calvin. Now I've gotten. I don't. He's anyway, a good guy. Yeah, right. great, great guy. Great sure. Guy. Probably good dinner guest. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and not only do we believe that you are predestined for whatever path there is, we we believe that you are then doubly predestined okay uh double predestination would indicate that those who are saved are not only saved but that are saved from uh from both damnation and saved from salvation oh so what does that mean is the question right so you are predestined this burnt my noodle right i'm right what you are saved from salvation, meaning that you're saved from the pride of being saved. Oh, that those okay. that the, the perseverance of the saints, 
What, and th- those who are saints would not know they're saints because they are predestined to not know their destination. So they are, they're predestined and the destiny is not known. So that's a double predestination. So then the question is, right. you've got two predestinations. Right. What yeah. about the triple predestination? Right. Who's on right. first? Well, sure. Uh, we take it a little more seriously than that, but you have to think that they're trinitarianly um that the first predestination is performed by the father okay that your second one which saves you from the shame is the savior or the son okay right and that the third predestination comes from the the holy spirit okay the paraclete oh my which is to say that you are able then in the third predestination to predestine one other person so that's like the Admiral's Lounge for American at O'Hare. You get to bring in a guest. Well, right. The whole, the Holy Spirit is 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 what's is, is the you know the the essence that's left with us now. It's the church. It's it's the breath. It's the flame. It's all all of that. And so with that power that comes from a, a Pentecostal blessing upon the church, you are able to predestine one other person. Now the trick of that has become, and this is another another rift in the denomination is, can those everyone is predestined. It doesn't mean everyone is saved. Even those who are not saved are predestined. They have a oh. destiny that is preordained. Oh. So the question is, can someone who is predestined to damnation is, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a real damnable right. word. Yeah. But if you are not predestined to, for salvation, if you are not of the saints, can you still, do you still get the tap? Right. We so call if, it the tap. Can you, can you choose a can you damn someone? And oh, our our church at Flower Street, at Flower Street, oh. we think you can. Now, oh, I have some questions. You go first, Gray. Um, we, no, we don't have to spend all day on this. Well, I did have I, one question, I guess, I'm is... Fascinated. Sure, yeah. So say, uh, in, in, of course, um, I, I, I don't really... Uh, I think we do it a bit simpler here. Um, a lot of times you can, you know, you can just say, Jesus, come into my heart, um, and, you know, everything's everything's could go but um now uh, what i would wonder is say uh, you think i'm predestined to go to damnation am i still able to tap someone to go to heaven now here's the thing we could sit here and think about that all day but because of my my predestination from the sun my second predestination I am predestined away from the pride of making that decision for you. So it, oh, it, it okay. it's really moot. Clever. Well, it's it's not so clever. For us, it's intuitive. It just seems to be the, uh, in between the lines in the Bible anyway. It seems like you just pull it out. And you say it's simple for you. You say, Jesus, come into my heart. Right. Now, I'd say the exact same thing. Now, Only what? there's a mechanism for Jesus coming into my heart, and, and it, is, it is this bing, bing, bong. Now, why do you wow. think you got hit by a tornado? I don't question these things. I'm not one of those people who says, look, it must have been something going on. Although, although sometimes, sometimes it's not necessarily that I needed the sign. You know, that could have killed us all. If it had killed us all, then who's the sign for? Not for us, certainly. And uh-huh. we should have been there that day. Uh-huh. We should have been there that day because it happened on a Sunday morning. What? Really? But we were getting, we ha- we were getting bug bombed. We were getting oh. the termites driven out. So wow. we weren't there. We that, took a Sunday off. That's a God that's thing. A God thing. That's a God thing. That that's a, a God, God thing. thing. And was thing. anyone there? That's a God thing. Only, well, this was not, this was right around Christmas. Right. And the one budget item that we splurge on every year is a live nativity. So it, 
corralled up out back were two camels, uh, a donkey. Oh, wow. Oh. Exotic. Yeah, a donkey, uh, two, um, two sheep, and a tiger. Wow. That's great. Very exotic. Well, I never thought we, of a tiger at the nativity, but that's And awesome. I doubt there was one. I doubt there was one, right. but it's important to know that just, it, you didn't have to be at the nativity to be saved. Mm. And, and you don't have to be part of the family. You don't have to be at the nativity to be mm. part of the family mm. of God. Mm. Now, what happened to those animals? Destroyed. Wow. The, uh, all but the tiger. The tiger, though, had to be put down. Oh. His back was broken. Oh. And when they, uh, I was called ASAP, and I got out there, and you could hear the tiger crying no other word for it it's a real asap's fable wow sure wow the moral then i would say the moral of the story might be that it was for others we might have been hit by that tornado so that all our neighbors could look and see don't forget god's watching or it was just a fluke of nature wow i am completely blown away now about 669 vocab words ago did you say the word polity Polity, sure. I thought you were you trying to say policy. No, no, polity. Polity would be the uh, the 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 organizational print, the government, the church governance. Got so it. Are you run by uh, the polity of the of the uh, the Roman Catholic Babylon Church? Is that they are run by the the polity is the, the Pope, right? And, yeah, and successive hierarchy. Really I I put the word Babylon in there, right? I was going to say a Babylon. I've been noticing because you always hear the ads now for Babel to learn other languages, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. I wonder if God is offended by that because you know Babylon. They were trying to build a real big building, and you know it's really interesting. Actually, it, it says in Genesis that God came down and looked around. I wonder what that yeah. was like and how he did that. Was he in a body? Whatever. Right. That would, I mean, that'd be a whole flip on the incarnation to think, oh yeah, it happened real quick in Genesis. We didn't talk about it too much. Right. <laughs> so. right. But speaking of pride, he didn't right. care for their pride one bit. That's right. Gave them all different languages. That's why we have Italian. That's why That's we have right. Croatian and mm-hmm. why, we, why we have Gosa. Yeah. Yeah. And so all those people had to find somebody else speaking Gosa, and then they had to walk all the way to Ghana, or Mm -hmm. they had to walk from Babylon to Kenya, they had to walk to New Zealand, they had to walk, you know, to Iceland, where they've got these, they've got, uh, you know. Um, now you said Pentecost. It made me think of the upper room with the fire flames of over course. the heads. Well, that's exactly what I. Now, was what talking. do you think was going on there, and why aren't there fire over our flaming heads now? You know, maybe we don't have the gift to see in those flaming flaming heads right now. Oh. But I, I at Pen- Pentecost, I always like to preach. It's and if you think about it, uh, you're not. It, it's it can't be random that you just put those two stories together because you have. Babel, where you break it all down and say, hey, speak different languages. And if you remember in the upper room, those flame and flames are up there and people were speaking languages they'd never, ever heard. And they understood oh each other my. all together. <laughs> you just Jody, you cinched up both ends of the story there. What? It's full circle right there. <laughs> and this guy really knows his stuff, even I though know. some of it I don't quite, I don't quite get but i still I, th- I still think it's awesome but we compa- believe that fire is still on everyone's head wow wow well i'm compelled to ask you questions because you know in our format we're not able to talk to our pastor and ask him questions and you know in the bigger yeah, room we have a big auditorium and so well, we, we can tweet at him 
Well, that's true. And he does do a Q&A. He did a Q&A recently where oh, somebody got all fired up because they thought he was skipping questions. Right. He was scrolling through on his iPad and you could kind of tell that maybe there were a few questions that he wasn't going to quite touch. Mm. So he kind of... Uh, During the service. Yeah. Right, yeah. But they were escorted out by security. So anyway, um, I just, but this is really neat to be able to talk to a pastor who's, you know, got time to well, talk to Well, gosh, to, to us. talk to a pastor, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now... I understood about 1% of everything you said, and I I just want to ask, if I am scared, because a lot of times, you know, I'm emotional, if I don't know I'm predestined and I get frightened, what do you say about my fear of hell? Because I don't don't know if I'm predestined. Well, that's what, you know, a lot of times, the young people in our church, these these are great questions that the young people have of, well, I don't know which one I am, and if I'm, if I'm, if I'm damned already, then should I even think, should I even care anymore? That's right. You know, um, or should I just go home and cry? Now, the thing is, because, so you're predestined once. Here we go again. This is where it comes in. This is where it makes all the sense in the world, and it, and it, and it really is a comfort. I'm predestined for my fate. Yes. And then I am predestined not to have pride for it, which also means not to have worry. The other okay. side of pride is worry. Oh. It's a deuce, it's it's a it's a coin. Oh. Okay, never heard, never heard that. It's a coin. Well, I can be so proud I know I'm saved, or I can be so worried I know I'm damned, or I can not be have pride or worry and be predestined to not even know. So I tell the young people, if your thoughts right now are I want to be saved, that could be a clue to you that you are you are predestined. Oh. And if it's not, you wouldn't know it anyway. It's a, you can get in your car and drive and you think, well, what am I going to do if that, if that Mack truck across the median just decides, eh, I'm going to end it all right now and yeah. jerk it across. Yeah. That could happen. Yeah. But are you, are you still going to go to the grocery store? Yeah. Are you going to go bowling? Do you think every word has its, um, what did you say? Uh, another side of the coin? Right. You said pride and worry. Do you think pride every word has another side of the coin to it? Now, we are not dualists. We're lowercase d dualists. Okay. Uh, now, there are parts of the Midwestern college that do believe in a strict dualism. Okay, so meaning every everything has some other right. Us and them. Day us them hat shoe skin bone parents children okay. ribs gravy envy envy hot yeah 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 space little wow yeah really now I I, I'm not I, I don't believe that for a I don't believe everything has has another must have taken those. Congregation has quite a long time to really figure out the other side there. Everything sure, but that's uh, 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 there's no there's no God experience. It's not a journey. So you, how do you fit? How do you how do you spend the time? How do you fill the time? But don't you think ever since Abraham and God choosing a certain people and then that people being extended to us as the church today, isn't that the ultimate dualism? How so? That, that us and them. Oh, us and them. Well, but then some of the them became an us, right? So I think there's yeah. room in there. Might be room in the them for there. Might be room in us for more of them. Do you have any hobbies? Sure. Now, just to circle back right quick. So, if my son is worried he's not predestined, then he has something to worry about. If I, on the other hand, am not worried that I'm. Not predestined. I don't have to worry. You've got it. At the end of the day, the the hope of everyone is you could always just get a tap. Right. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. The, the third. You could always get a tap. That's. Oh, I guess well, if, if, yeah. I if, guess if I was in that 
sort of thinking I would just be really hoping then, for the tap. Then I'm going to tap my son. I'm going to sure. tap him. Sure, sure, sure. And, and, you know, don't think we spend all day worrying about these little nuances of denominationalism, polity, little small nuts and bolts. We're probably a lot like you all. We get together for a meal, a service, we sing a song, and we talk about what, uh, what the fourth predestination could be. Hmm. Just like the walls of Jericho came crashing down, our little party here is about to be crashed by one of your letters, friends. It's time for mailbag. And you know what is so um, serendipitous, or should I say providential, right? Is that space comes up in this letter, and you just talked about space. Right. Dear friends, recently I watched a Nova on space science with my two young boys. I have long read in Genesis that God created the earth in seven days. My men's group leader, Barry, told us that if you add up all the genealogies in the Old Testament and whatnot, plus the extra six days of creation, you only get something like 10,000 years that the earth has been around. What pecks at my rock is that according to Nova, the furthest star seeable with the naked eye is 16,308 light years away. If Barry's telling the truth, I shouldn't be able to see that dang star. What do I do with Barry and science? Confused as always, Steve you're the per- Jody's the perfect person for this question right. I mean it seems like this is a perfect question for someone who is just r- really paying attention to the details well uh, like I said lowercase d dualist but if you think about every 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 coin has two sides but you always pay with the same coin okay. you can't you can't ditch one side of the coin for the other right. you, you cannot split a coin in half and say I'll still pay my way you drop the coin in to the machine and you get your Dr. Pepper, but you're still going to pay with pride and with worry. So but I would where, say... Where are you going? Well, that? where I'm going is... You, you, you're, no, you're, with the coin. You said you can't pay your way with the coin. You can't pay your way with the coin, the coin that's split in half. Oh, right. You, pay you, your way. I thought you were going somewhere. Well, sure. But you're buying a drink? I, well, I was buying... I was, I was paying my way. Yeah, I was mixing metaphors. On the toll road metaphors. with sure. coins? You can't, you can't pay the toll with half a coin. And if you pay, you've paid with both. And so I would say that if you look in the distance and you think space is way too vast, way too vast, you're also, it's also little. Oh, going back to the dualism. Space right, and right. So, so you can be, everything that gives you discomfort can at the same time be very, very comforting. Okay. That's awesome. I guess I am comforted by that a bit. Huh. I guess I... Yeah. yeah. Huh. So it, it, it's too far away. The light can't travel far enough, say the scientists, but at the same time, the other side of the coin could say... It's right here. Yeah, it's close. I think I would just say take him out of science. And uh, because really right now, uh, the I was just reading an article that said the jobs of the future are all going to mostly be machines. And so it would be really important to not take classes at the moment that are going to distract you. So get him out of science. Don't have him watching those programs. Maybe have him watch a program about how to uh, repair a robot. Huh. Yeah, that, that you know, it, it, but that's that's just what they say, that uh, if, if all the jobs in the future are going to be uh, machines. Who's going to make those machines? Jody Land was played by Joey Bland. He plays with the Improvised Shakespeare Company at Largo in Los Angeles. And if you're ever in New York, you can also catch him at Theater 80 St. Mark's or also in the improvised musical Baby Wants Candy at UCB Sunset on Friday nights in L.A. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon. 